with what God wants us to do. We're about to get into the best life we've ever had in this earth. We didn't come to take sides. We came to take over. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. You are the who? Seed of Abraham. And if you be Abraham's seed, then the promises are also for you. So whatever he promised Abraham, say, me too. See, when you say, me too, that means that you have received what he has said for Abraham. And whatever he did for Abraham, he's about to do for you. Christianity is the only faith, if you will, where the one who's worshiped is inside of the worshiper. Everything else is outside. That's why you see these different religions. It's all about some image or some whatever have you. And we have to watch images because one of the things he doesn't want you to do is start worshiping some image. We worship God. And God is a spirit, John 4 and 24. God is a spirit. And when God talks to you, he talks to your spirit. Because you're three parts, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. What? blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So God wants you to be preserved. He never planned for you to go out of this world, can't walk, can't see, can't hear, and crazy. He never intended for you to be like that. He intended for you to be whole when you leave this earth. So God is a spirit and he talks to spirits. Not talking to your flesh. Your flesh is not alive. You know, it's, it's flesh. It's like a house. Somebody come out of your house and talk to the house. That's, 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 <laughs> they want to see you. And so I'm letting you know that the real you is in here. You can live without your body, but your body can't live without you. So once you leave that body, it goes back to the dust. But it's not you. Somebody dies, they have not if they'd known the Lord, they just transitioned. It's like your neighbor moving to California. You don't have to cry, they're in California. And that's why the Bible says for us, for those who departed in the Lord to sorrow not. Sorrow not because they're still alive. So I'm just only saying, I know people have lost and missed their loved ones and things like that, but you gotta wake up because you gotta get out of carnality and get to spirituality. Because unless you get to spirituality, you can't fulfill the destiny that God has for your life. Remember, we talk about a carnal person. Look what it says over here in Romans. Romans chapter 8, and look what it said in verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but the spiritual minded is life and peace. Can I have that verse 6, please, in the Amplified to give another degree of, uh, of understanding. 
Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is death. Check it out. It's called human reason. And that's all the schools today, secular schools can teach you. That's why they don't teach anything about the spirit. Because once you get over in the spirit realm, now you're about to control the devil. They didn't want you over there. So the enemy tries to take the spirit and the Holy Spirit and God out of education, out of politics, out of everything. But it takes somebody with courage to bring him back. But if you do bring him out, I'm going to show you what's going to happen here if you bring him back. Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. All right. All right. So it says, basically, carnally minded. Verse 7. Let's go back to the uh, amplified, I mean, to the King James translation. I'm using the King James translation, by the way. You might be using another translation. King James, if it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, Paul didn't have this. Okay, look what it says here. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are, of the, that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, what is a carnal mind? I have in my notes one based on this world's reality. One based only on this world's reality. That's all you see. Now, let me give you something. Let me give you, this, this is no charge. I'm giving you this, and I want you to realize that I'm taking you a little bit further. Before Adam sinned, he could see both realms, both the natural and the spiritual. You see both realms. When he sinned, he got cut off and got limited. Now he can only see the natural. And that's why he said, the day that you eat thereof, uh, this tree, uh, the tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. That knowledge, look it up in the Hebrew, diath, has to be knowledge that only comes by experience, only comes by touching it, by feeling it. See, once you eat of this, that's the only knowledge you're going to have. So you will have to reason your way out this door. <laughs> that ain't good enough for the devil because the devil can see both realms. So what does he do? The Bible says, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. They're trying to give you all the names so you know something. Some people call him Slewfoot, all kinds of stuff, <laughs> Satan, which deceiveth the whole what? World. It's, this is the Bible talking. Why? Because they can't see. But you and I, once we get born again, 2 Corinthians, please, chapter 4 and verse 18. Well, when we get born again, look what happens to us. Glory to God. He says, while we look not at the things that are what? Which are seen, but at the things that are what? Not seen. For the things that are seen are what? Temporal. But the things that are not seen are what? Eternal. Yeah. Everything you could see is subject to change. You know that Adam could see this. See, he could see this. But once he sinned, Satan could blind his mind. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 4. He blindeth the mind of them that believe not. See? 
whom the God of this world has blinded him out. How did he get the title God of this world? He got it from Adam. Adam was a God. Not big G. Little G. You'll never be big G. Yeah. So my point to you is, is here's Adam. He sinned, since his spiritual sight shut down. Now he's left out here, watch this, to feel his way. And what does he enter into? Trial and what? Error. See, there is no error in God. If you can be led by the Spirit, you can go places other people can't go. And if you can go somewhere other people can't go, you can have something other people can't have. Come on, you can do something other people can't do. So what are we saying? We're saying that you were designed to function from the inside, come on, out. That you're designed to function from the inside out. Why? God speaks to you, not your flesh. He speaks to you. Then it filters through your soul and then it comes expressing out of your body. So you get born again, your spirit is revived. It calls God daddy. Daddy! But your flesh wants to go to the riverboat. And your spirit wants to come here, Bill Winston. Your flesh says, no, no. I lost some money last Sunday. I'm going down there to get my money back. Okay. All right, let's keep going. So, as you look at this, now what we're talking about, we're getting going a little bit further into it, that we're saying, once you get born again, water baptized, filled with the Spirit of God, now you've got the Spirit of God in you and on you. And we call him Christ. Look what it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. You get mental quickness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Quicken your mortal bodies. So your body can be quickened. And look what it says over in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 3, please. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. So you can have quickness of mind and quickness of your body. Isn't that wonderful? So you can have dominion again over every realm. Here is Jesus. He's walking on water now. He's walking on water. Peter sees him walking. Say, hey, I'm walking. I'm walking. Okay. So he says, hey, he says, if that be you, bid me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. He gets out of the water, out of the boat, walks on the water to go to Jesus. And then... Here comes a wind and sweeps the waves up and he takes his eye off Jesus and puts his eye on that. And once he did, he went from his spirit back over into his mind. And once he did, he began to sink. And Jesus said something to him. He said, oh, Peter, why did you what? Doubt. Notice how doubt can take you from a miracle back into your natural senses. It can take you from the supernatural back into the natural. I'm talking about doubt, doubting the word, doubting what the preacher said. See, so you're made or this church is designed for a preacher. 
I said, the church is designed for, see, I didn't get many amens on that. The church is designed, well, you got one, whether you say amen or not, you got one. And that's me. All right, now, now look what it says in Romans, Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him who they've not believed? And how shall they believe on him who they've not heard? And how shall they hear, help me, without preaching? And how can, shall he, they preach except they be sent? So I've been sent. Look at verse, look at verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you get faith? By hearing, hearing what? The word of God. Who's going to preach to you? I am, praise God. And I'm going to preach to you. And then when I preach to you, you're going to hear the word. And when you hear the word, faith cometh. And when faith comes, that means you can access your, your promises, your deliverance, your healing, your prosperity. Come on now. Because faith is the master key to everything God has already given you. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. All right, so here is we're talking about the anointing. The anointing. So what is the anointing? Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. He said, the anointing is God's burden removing, yoke destroying power. It's God's burden removing, yoke destroying power. Did Jesus function with the anointing? Let's look at Hebrews, uh, uh, pardon me, that same um, Isaiah chapter 11 and verse one and start there. Look what he says. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. All that's revelation. Meaning Jesse was the father of who? He's the father of David. Now David is referred to in the Old Testament as a type of Christ because he had all three anointings. He had the anointing of a prophet, come on, a priest, come on, and a king. All right? Kind of same was on Jesus. Now I'm saying that this David, well, let me just keep going. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Say the spirit of the Lord. And the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom means you know more than anything else, anybody else. And spirit of understanding. You understand signs and, and, and the signs of the time, so forth. And the spirit of counsel. Counsel is like a lawyer. You go in the lawyer's office. He tells you you're right. You come out feeling good because you just learned something. What does it do? It gives you confidence in what you do. And spirit of might. That's what Samson had. And the spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord uh, keeps you on track. The fear of the Lord said, I'm not going down to that riverboat. Something might happen to me down there. And I, yeah, I'm going, no, it's eight, it's one thirty in the morning. I'm going, I'm getting out of this girl's house. I'm going home. And so my point to you is, is that the fear of the Lord, see the fear of the Lord, you fear what's going to happen. I, I you follow what I'm saying. I better come over here. Cause y'all think I'm talking about somebody over there. I ain't, I ain't talking about you. Okay. I have a tendency to go to my right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I just swing, I just swing over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that started in flying airplanes, flying fighters. When you come off the target, you, go, you first, first turn it to your right. And the enemy knows that, so he'll lead you with, it. He'll lead you with 20 millimeters. Okay, but anyway, so uh, that was no charge. I didn't charge you for that at all. I just gave that to you. All right, now, so all these 
of what you have. Now, Jesus had this. Now, look what it says in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. Uh, pardon me, verse 18. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Jesus gets up to read. He gets up in the synagogue. He's announcing his ministry. You can't come to 30 years old because you can't preach in the synagogue before you're 30 years old. By the way, I was told by a Jewish person that uh, they didn't have any poor preachers, uh, priests preaching in the synagogue. Because if you were poor, that was evident that you weren't working the covenant. And they wouldn't let you preach. So I'm preaching. The Spirit of the Lord, look what he said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to what? Preach. Stop right there. Stop right there. He's anointed me to preach. And what was happening? He had to come and preach. What is he preaching? On the blessing. What were the Pharisees preaching on? The law. See, no faith comes by the law. Faith comes by the blessing. Because the law will keep convicted. I mean, condemned. But that blessing will get you convicted, but not condemned. See, God wants you to change, but he doesn't want to beat you into it. He wants to draw you into it with loving kindness. Say amen to this. Because he has anointed me to preach. So you need an anointing on you to serve God. So I don't care what profession you're in, education, politics, legal, or bricklayer, or whatever you do, homemaker, you should be anointed in doing it. Now, what is the anointing? God's burden removing, come on, yoke destroying power. See, it enables you to do something you can't do at a level you never thought you could do it at. So the anointing is God's power, watch this, on human flesh to do what only God can do. One more time. The anointing is God's power on human flesh to do what only God can do. So that anointing is, was on Jesus. And he told you all the aspects of that anointing. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set it liberty to them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's the year of Jubilee. That's the year of debt cancellation. Now, by the way, just canceling debt is not all that's God's plan for you. I heard one man said, and that thing really stuck in my spirit. He said, the homeless are debt free. Okay, all right, put it, put it back up there again. Put it back up there again. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Watch this. And then he closed the book, gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So that was Jesus' mission statement. Right there. That's all he could do. Now I'm going to show you that because in Isaiah 61, that was not the whole verse. Jesus, Jesus spoke what was in Isaiah 61, read it, but he went only a certain distance and stopped. Why? Because that was his mission. But now you're in the next part of that verse. And in the next part of that verse, God says he's going to execute vengeance. He didn't say revenge. There's no revenge in the Bible, in the kingdom of God. It's vengeance. Vengeance has to do with justice system. It's a justice of God. That's why Martin Luther King said, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. He is saying he's calling on God's vengeance. God's vengeance says, I'm going to justify you. 
He said, when the courts of the earth have treated you unjustly, you can appeal to a higher court. And I am not talking about the Supreme Court of the United States. I'm talking about the Supreme Court of the universe. Praise God. And watch this. God himself would come down and straighten everything out. Remember, in the last day, the justice system are going to be the number one target of demonic abuse. You're going to see that. Now, look at this. If he, he read that, and he's anointed to do that. Look what he says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing how many? All that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because what? God was with him. So you have the same anointing as Jesus. How do I know that? John chapter 14 and verse 12. Look what Jesus said. He that believeth on me, glory to God, that the works that I do shall he do what? Also, and what else? And what else? You're going to do greater works than Jesus. You mean I can do greater work? That, that's what the, I'm just reading the scriptures. I, if he didn't mean it, don't write it. He said it, this is what he's going to do. Same into this. So God can send you out that the anointing will enable you to do things that the people around you cannot do. Why? Because God is promised to distinguish you. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 12, preach it now. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. God called Abraham. He said, Abraham, he said, come out of that country from thy kindred from thy father's house into a land that I'm going to show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great and you'll be a blessing. Now watch this. Take that same scripture and put it up there in the Amplified Translation, please. Look, watch what it says. Check it out. And I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Somebody say favor. favor. Yeah, you got to put a little, little, little song in it when you say it. <laughs> say amen to that. <laughs> favor is you getting stuff you didn't even work for and didn't deserve. Okay. <laughs> All right, look what it says. With abundant increase of favors, and I'll make your name what? Famous? Come on. And distinguished. Now, he promised that to who? Abraham. Who are you? You are the who? Seed of Abraham. And if you be Abraham's seed, then the promises are also for you. So whatever he promised Abraham, say, me too. See, when you say, me too, that means that you have received what he has said for Abraham. And whatever he did for Abraham, he's about to do for you. You were designed for a purpose. You were not designed to merely survive through life, no matter what your situation looks like. It's not too late for God. Now is the time to operate in the power of God and take back what was stolen from you. This is your season of restoration. Call right now at 1-800-711-9327 or go online to billwinston.org to receive your very own copy of the four-message series, Restoring the Years. In this Revelation Pack series, Dr. Bill Winston expands on the most powerful force in the universe, the anointing. 
These messages are sure to increase your knowledge of how to walk continually in the Spirit and trusting wholeheartedly in the Word of God. It's time to reach a higher level of influence and receive the generational increase you are meant to have. When you call today, you'll receive this collection as your choice of CD or DVD, which is designed to offer you continual encouragement and inspiration to take dominion and advance the kingdom of God. And if you order right now, you'll also get the thousand times more anointing single teaching on your choice of CD or DVD. This life-changing message by Dr. Winston will strengthen your belief in the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. You'll learn how to use the anointing to produce His results in your life today. Peace, comfort, strength, abundance, prosperity. It's all yours with the anointing of the Holy Spirit in you. It's now time to declare the manifestation of God's original purpose and plan for you. Call right now, 1-800-711-9327 or visit us online at billwinston.org. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast.
Now remember, you need faith to get to your destiny. So don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our videos. This is Bill Winston. I love you and keep walking by faith.